My name is Julian Chambliss. I'm a professor of English and History at Michigan State University, as well as a core faculty in the Critical Diversities in a Digital Age Initiative. I also serve on the Academics Committee for the Zoya Hurston Festival as one of the national planners for the event. I will be your host for this episode of Every Tongue's Got to Confess. The purpose of the podcast series is to explore issues facing communities of color globally by listening to the voices of attendees at the Zoya Hurston Festival of the Arts and Humanities. Founded by the Association to Preserve Eatonville Community, the Zora Festival has an educational aim. Since its founding, the festival has celebrated the life and work of Zoya Hurston, commemorated the historic significance of Eatonville, Florida, and honored the global cultural contributions made by people of African ancestry. Every Tongue Got to Confess is a podcast designed to document the dynamic discussions about education, enterprise, institution, and activism intrinsic to the ideology that founded Eatonville and shaped its most famous daughter. This production is a joint project among the Association to Preserve Eatonville Community, Rollins College's Africa and African American Studies program, and the Department of History at the University of Central Florida. I sat down with Rollins College President Grant Cornwell at the 2018 Zora Festival's Communities Conference 2, Civic Conversation Continue at Rollins College. In the interview, Dr. Cornwell and I talk about community engagement ideology at Rollins College and how it connects to the Communities Conference. Have a listen to our conversation. Rollins has emerged as a partner to the Association to Preserve Eagle Community to support the Communities Conference. What do you see as the value of such activities at a teaching-centric institution like Rollins? Yeah, Julian. So I'm happy to have this conversation with you. You know, when I came to Rollins, one of the things a new president, my third year here, one of the things a new president wants to do is really completely understand the history of the college. And as a scholar of the sort of social formation of race globally, and also our own racial and I would say racist history in the United States, I wanted to understand the racial dynamics of Rollins' own history. And, you know, we were founded in 1885 after the Civil War, and I wanted to know about how race played in Rollins' history. And I'm still inquiring into that question. I'm interested in that question. I'll always be interested in that question. But when I see Rollins situated where it is in Central Florida, and knowing something about the history of Central Florida from the 1800s to now, I wanted to know and understand how Rollins had contributed to the dynamics of social formation of, of civil society in Central Florida, and that includes race relations. And so that Eatonville, given its historic significance, um, is so proximate, and given that Zora Neale Hurston, of course, is anchored in Eatonville, but also has connections with Rollins College, I think that, uh, to me, there are historical reasons why Rollins has, if you will, a mission-centered obligation to be involved with Eatonville. Mm -hmm. So to me, you know, you, you stress in the question about being a teaching-centric uh, institution like Rollins. We are that. And so everything we do should be tied to that mission. And I think that Rollins' connection with Eatonville is filled with teaching and learning opportunities. 
there's ways that our faculty and students and staff can, I think, contribute to the development and well-being of Eatonville as a township, uh, but also to the people of Eatonville that ties directly to our mission. That's very contemporary, but historically, I think that we have sort of a mission-centric reason to be aligned and to be supportive. So that, that's my interest. Okay. Roswell has a really long history of engagement in terms of like global issues. Going back to the early 20th century, as you alluded to, the work of a professor like A.J. Hanna, who really focused on Florida in the context of a global sort of like hemispheric history, uh, to the work of our very famous President Hamilton Holt, who was a key figure in the international peace movement. The faculty, staff, and students at Roswell have always been sort of engaged in these sort of like broader conversations. So the question becomes, how do you see the engagement with communities of color and the contemporary landscape on both a local and international context shaping that tradition moving forward into the new millennia? Yes. You know, I'm not, I know not everybody would agree with this, but I think in the American context, all conversations about communities of color are global questions. I mean, unless you're talking about Native Americans, right. every community, including white European communities or, yeah, or, or you know, identity groups, have global roots. Right. Right. So uh, if we're talking about uh, the African-American community uh, in the U.S., I always take that in my own conceptualization of it. I take it beyond historically. I push it back past the civil rights movement for sure and and back to the formation of the nation, which, of course, you know, I'm not telling you anything. The formation of, of, of the nation was deeply uh, entwined with racial politics. Right. And so it's always been a global question. And I, and I think that there's kind of a through line. America, the United States, has never had a real truth and reconciliation process like South Africa, where I think we as a nation have actually said, okay, let's tell the truth about our racial history, about the development and distribution of wealth in this nation since its inception, and kind of come to some kind of reconciliation about that. You know, we just sort of say, well, I don't know. I think we dissemble as a nation uh, about that, because if you do if you do talk about that history, you're talking about global history. Right. You're talking about the triangular trade. You're talking about sugar and cotton. Uh, you're talking about wealth being generated generated for the European nations out of the labor of people stolen from Africa, and all of that I think actually has more resonance in the current uh, situation and well-being of communities of color in the U.S. than we like to lift up. But I do like to lift it up. Right. So I think it's completely connected with our global mission. I don't think that our global, the global dimensions of our mission doesn't mean going elsewhere to study other peoples and cultures and histories. It means also understanding how the histories and, and cultures and peoples from elsewhere have completely been written into or are our own history. I think that's a great answer. And issue about diasporas, I think, is essential to a lot of things we have yeah. to talk about here. But that gets to the question of, of my next question. You know, how can students leverage events like the Communities Conference to enhance their education? Yes. So, um, you know, Rollins College has an embarrassment, an embarrassment of riches in terms of uh, cultural and intellectual programming, right? And so it's always a question of how can students leverage that. I mean, the fact is, you know, what brought me to Rollins is I've always served some, some of America's finest uh, liberal arts colleges, and they've been in college towns, which is to say the college was the town. They're <laughs> otherwise in, in rural areas, sure. you know, 
where number one, uh, you had to import diversity because they're otherwise in, in largely white rural areas of America mm-hmm. in the Northeast or the Midwest, right. right? And the second thing is when you're studying national or global issues, you had to then move the students to some area where those issues were actually taking place. I mean, yes, there are things to study in rural America that are worth studying in situ, but for the most part, if you're talking about the global dynamics, right. you're talking about having to study something on campus in the abstract and then take a class out to see it, right? <laughs> the thing about being in, right in the middle of Orlando is this is a global city where all those issues uh, that you want students to be engaged with are right here. When you're talking about uh, diversity, the, the diversity and multiculturalism of the American fabric, social fabric, we, we're not, we don't have to import it. It, it surrounds us. It, it, it's laced all the way through who we are and what we do. So I think that students uh, at Rollins have a tremendous opportunity to be engaged with the very issues they're studying because of our location situated where we are. And that means with a kind of proximity to Eatonville. You know, the, the fact that we can have a Communities of Color conference here and conversation here that they can be witness to and participate in that's going on right here. I mean, I think that that's a real benefit of Rollins. Uh, my last question is sort of looking at it from the other side. You know, what do you hope that the Central Florida community will gain from the partnerships that the college is fostering in terms of curricular and co-curricular projects? Yeah. You know, as I think about civic engagement of colleges and universities, you know, what, what do we bring to the table? What is it that we a value uh, that we bring to the table? And this might be a, this might be a fairly um, narrow understanding, and I, maybe I need to be more expansive in my own consciousness about this, but I think what we bring to the table is intellectual capital. I mean, what we are are scholars and researchers and, and sort of analysts of both data and social issues. And I think that sort of what we bring then is, a, is, is kind of a knowledge capital. And I think it, it's great that our students are performing service and our, our, our students are, are contributing their labor. Um, and that, that's all good. But in terms of what do we bring to the table that comes out of who we are? Well, what we bring are, are uh, a set of people, both students and faculty and staff, who are knowledge workers. You know, and if we can bring our different areas of expertise to solving social problems, then we are that we are connecting our mission directly to the service of where we're located. That to me is the ideal. Okay. And I think, by the way, I think you do that all the time as a historian. Great. You know, you are not just studying history and writing history; you are putting history to work in the world by working with Eatonville and doing all the other things that you do. I appreciate that. Thanks for listening to Every Time Got to Confess podcast. Holly Baker and I produced this podcast with support from the UCF Department of History and the African African American Studies Program at Rollins College. Be sure to find the rest of the episodes by searching for us online and subscribing to us on iTunes. Yeah.